Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 146. I am your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me, we have Atalas and Sare. What's going on, guys? Dude, the electric guitars look so cool. <laughs> the electric guitar emotes just look so cool. The best part oh of patch 5.55 right there. The addition of the electric guitar in performance. I think you're right. <laughs> it Those is, are so good. <sighs> you know, when when it came out, and I, I, one of the first things I did when I logged in is I had to try it out. And it's like, I had to post my screenshot on, on the Twitter. And it's, it's like, so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I love it. And it's like, New intro? Question mark? I didn't know if I'd get it done, but hey, we've got a new intro, guys. <laughs> That's why you need to join us live at twitch.tv slash Radio every other Saturday night at uh, 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 p.m., uh, where we have a lot of fun. And you can uh, jump in and uh, harass us just as much as a Rory Fenrir or uh, Pyrocats or uh, Lord of Ario. Uh, thank you so much for joining us live. We appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, what have you guys been up to since the last episode? Um, I did some more submersible stuff. Cool. Submersible. What were you able to get? Anything cool? Uh, mostly a bunch of lumber. Although uh, I did get a Sildrian class in submersible. It's the little minion. Okay. They have like a they have like a second one now. Very nice. Were you able to unlock all the other zones? Uh, they're all unlocked. The submersibles are not high enough level to go to all of them yet. You'll get there. Yep, progress can be made, and and now we don't have to AFK in your house for like an hour <laughs> while you craft everything. I I, I do appreciate that. I remember doing that for you. You were like, hey, are you going to keep playing? And I'm like, no. And you were like, awesome. Can I get you to party me real quick? And I just like turned off my TV and just did other stuff for like an hour. And I was like, <laughs> okay, time to run over to the Omnil Shaw. Oh my gosh, yep. I got so much out of them. That was, uh, that was a wonderful quality of life increase that we don't have to just have like three of your friends AFK in your house for nine hours. Yeah. yeah, being like, okay, get everything together. Now watch, watch. Okay, there's enough people on. Message, 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 message. Okay, got three. <laughs> Do this quickly, because I don't know how long they'll be available. It was like a Rory, Dexy, myself, and Bannon at one point. Bannon's like, hi. I can get us an unlimited supply of, like, grade three materia. And I'm like, yo, get in here. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get a whole <laughs> bunch of garbage. Let's have some good times. And then we shuffled all of it into like piety materia or something it was like crazy high value at the time. We did this. We had this whole money laundering operation with the submersibles. It was awesome. <sighs> I don't think that's what money laundering means. We put it in the washing machine with a brick. It's fine. That's definitely not what you know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Talos? I know you haven't been in game, but uh, I'm sure you've been rather busy. Uh, committing gill fraud, obviously. Um, All right, Yoshi. So <laughs> as far as not playing 14, <laughs> uh, as far as not playing 14, um, 
I kind of got patched out for like exactly what I needed to have ready for uh, Endwalker, and I'm just kind of taking a solid break just because I'm burned out, and I don't want to be burned out, so I recognize that taking this break is going to be good for me. So I have found a couple of really horrible rabbit holes, uh, one of which being a Raspberry Pi, which I thought was going to be a dumb card for emulation that was going to sit on my desk. And now I have a case with a fan, and I've bought parts for it, and it's doing way more work than, honestly, any other thing that I own right now. Uh, still working on cars. That car I bought from my mom, she was able to get her car fixed, so that car's now back in my driveway. So if anybody wants a 1993 Ford Festiva, I have one. I wish there was follow-up to that. That's literally all I've got. I just have an extra car now. Um, Hit up Marvelous Tofu uh, on Insta. (laughs) Right? Yeah, check out Marvelous Tofu on Instagram. Uh, You'll see stories of me driving my little green uh, designed by Mazda, built by Kia, badged by Ford Nugget. It's a party. A couple weeks ago, I went to Portland with Pyrocats, and we bought an unhealthy amount of books that being said, we still want to go back and buy more. Uh, but I've been reading a ton of manga. So it's been really nice to kind of get back into my like pre-college weeb levels of just reading manga for stuff that I don't want to wait for shows to exist. There's a pleasant nostalgia to it. Plus Pals. I've also Pals accidentally... Awesome. Pals is fun. I also accidentally bought a couple of light novels because the books were sealed and I didn't know inside. So now I'm reading light novels, which I haven't done in a very long time. <laughs> Ob nom nom pizza. I have no idea what you're eating, by the way. Burger. Opposite of pizza. Good. Well, it's still tasty. Klaus, what have you been up to, my dude? Well, uh, just before the show, I was running Palace of the Dead. I'm trying to get those damn uh, time-worn artifacts. Uh, oh, okay. Got, got a group. I suspect, to... the, I suspect the Lubrum Regine is faster, especially now that people are starting to have those mm. merit point equivalents. I got five of them in uh, uh, two hours. Huh? Did so, they up the drop rate? Well, it, it increases the further d- down you go. Right. Uh, starting at about twenty percent on on level fifty, um, up to a hundred percent drop rates on level one fifty. Right. Um, we went from floor 50. I suppose to if you got a reliable group to run with, then yep. we uh, found uh, some people in uh, one of my link shells that were looking. Uh, shout out to Sir Fireheart and Lady Fireheart here on Hyperion and uh, Ark Asm on Leviathan. We ran as a, uh, um, a static group so we could get beyond level 100. Uh, we actually made it to 160. Oh, nice. We almost wiped at uh, 139. <laughs> Oh, that would have been so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, it was in the room with the uh, the the portal to go to the, to the boss floor. Oh, that would have been even worse. Yeah, yeah. Three. Uh, okay, so the tank died, Ugh. and then uh, uh, the healer raised the tank, but then everybody else died. So the tank was was trying to fight things uh, and stay alive. I was like, use one of the raising palms. Use one of the raising palms, just in case That's they die. That's what they're there for. Um, yeah, and then it's like, okay, now you need to go find the uh, the cairn of raising, please, so we can do this. And well, we he, he went uh, all manticore and raged from where we were at to find the, the uh, other room, and we all raised, which and, is just such a satisfying pomander. Yeah, it's fun, but 
We ended up. But, I, oh my god, that's so hard. So we ended up, like I said, we went from fifty to one sixty. I ended up with twelve iron trimmed sacks, uh, five silver trimmed sacks, and four gold trimmed sacks. Anything good in them? Uh, just some uh, lot, weapons dude. and armor. Uh, no, no nightmare Pegasus though. Damn. But like I said, now I am at, I'm at uh, 10 of uh, 15 now for my uh, uh, Time Warner Artifacts, and we're actually going to continue running this uh, tomorrow night and when I'm done with work, so we'll, nice. we're going to try it. Maybe we can make it to 200. I mean, that's if we can make it further, that's four more guaranteed uh, uh, Time Warns, and then um, run Delibrum, and I've got my weapon ready to go for the also, next Also, if you do manage that, there's an orchestrian role I have wanted to get for ages. Ah. It, it, it's traded for with the uh, Galmoran potsherds, pot, pot and yeah, and you have to have cleared. I want to I, either one fifty or two hundred. We'll have to take and a I've look. I've just never known anyone who had it cleared. Well, like I said, we got to one sixty, so now maybe I can get it. I will say yeah. though, the 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 change in environment, and like I said, I know this is old content, guys, but uh, the change in in, in the Doesn't environment matter. from when you go to one fifty to one fifty one. It's freaking cool. <laughs> it's so different. It's it, it's really cool, but it's kind of nice. The real to... depths of the of the deep dungeons have always had some weird stuff going on. It's just something that a lot of people never get to see. Yep. A lot of people do. Just some people don't have the time, or you know, to get a group together and and run it as a static. So, but it's kind of fun. I enjoy it. You do need a static. Yes, to get beyond one hundred, you have to have a static. And if you die. You start over. Yep. But yeah, it's it is tough. It is. It's for everybody that hasn't done Palace of the Dead. Um, it is a thing that you should experience. Getting to 50 is not particularly difficult, even with just a pickup group. It is a fun experience. If you enjoy that experience, there is hard mode. There's harder mode. And there is, oh, God, why do I do this to myself mode? The last two get you some really, really cool stuff, though. So, if you have time, run it. It's a lot of fun. Rory in the chat asking, oh, the level 80 bard quest, do I need to read a really need to play an instrument? I don't think so. I was... Uh, that one quest at the end of the uh, um, uh, Firmament uh, quest line, I was like, oh, do we have to actually perform with that piano? That'd be, <laughs> that'd be freaking sweet. But no, it was just uh, the uh, old style... Like we had with the Christmas event, so yeah, the uh, button button revolution. Yep. <laughs> but what's cool? We can go back which, and play at any time. Which Moose yes. was certain for the longest time there was going to be something like that in the near raid, like that there was going to be some kind of rhythm game, and that that was the <laughs> testing ground for it, because that would have been so on brand. It would have been fun. It really would have. And we can talk a little bit about the, how they actually ended it uh, in patch 5.55 moving later on. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into mm -hmm. some gaming community news. And this one shocked me. Apparently, it was leaked that Square Enix is set to announce a, an action RPG Final Fantasy spinoff. Now, this this comes uh, courtesy of Fanbyte. Um, copy and paste. It's at least considered a credible enough rumor that I've been hearing it in several other places. Mm -hmm. So a new rumor states yeah. that Square Enix is working with Team Ninja, uh, who is Koei Tecmo's in-house development team behind games like Ninja Gaiden, Neo, and uh, 
Dissidia, Final Fantasy, Opera Omnia, and Dissidia NT. Um, and uh, the rumors say that we are going to be getting a Souls-like Final Fantasy game based in the world of the original Final Fantasy. And as a person that loved the Dissidia lore, that sounds so freaking cool because there's a <laughs> lot of really dark stuff in FF1 that they touch on in the, uh, the Dawn of Souls remake and the complete collection on PSP. And yeah, they like a lot to that they touched out on with Garland in uh, Dissidia and Duodecim. Mm-hmm. So they expanded uh, out like this entire yeah, uh, thing for it. It was really impressive. And the sources also say that the title of, of said game is going to be Final Fantasy Origin. Not Origins, which was, was the Final Fantasy say. 1 and 2 uh, uh, joint yeah. disc from, uh, for the PlayStation. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive uh, with a PC release further down the road. Um, there's, it's, there's something like they're going to be talking about it at the upcoming E3 in two weeks. So, uh, look forward to we'll that. We'll know the truth of this. Yeah, we'll know the truth of this one soon or like reasonably soon. Yep. I'm stoked. I'm down though. I'm, I'm super yeah, stoked. I, I'm so down. Cause like, but did you guys play like Final Fantasy has always had, like we have our, we have our core my line of guys, your line of guys, battle, like, we know how a game works. Having things like 11 to 14 was kind of a weird spin. Uh, Tactics took kind of a weird spin, so it has its own branch now. 3 and 5 had the jobs. They kind of, that ended up getting absorbed into Tactics. Whenever there's a spin-off game, sometimes they work super, super well, and we get things like Ivalice. Sometimes we get things like 13-2 and Lightning Returns. And sometimes we get the really weird stuff, like there was that Monster Hunter reskin that was Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy a couple explores. years ago. That it was so fun for an hour and a half, and <laughs> it was just unplayable. And yeah. I tried it with multiple people. We tried doing it single player with monsters that you know take up your other party slots, and you reach a point where. You set yourself to auto heal, you get a level three monster to fill in all three spots for your four person party, and you can literally set your DS down. You you can set it up to not play and be more successful. And I was like, I was a dark knight that self healed. I don't know what to tell you. Like the game was fun, <laughs> but it didn't work. My fear is that we're going to end up going, hey, here's a good idea. Let's try it. And then we get a souls like FF game and we go. Hey, so this is some Dissidia NT Final Fantasy Explorers thing that didn't work. But we're all coming into it hoping that it's like Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon. We're hoping that it's like Chocobo Racing. We're hoping that it's like Brave Exvius. Grain of salt, I honestly think it's going to be more of the good result than the not-so-great result, just because of the history of the franchise that we're going... the the. St- genre that we are going into with it but yeah, i'm really Team Ninja's excited to pretty see damn good yeah different team ninja has been doing some amazing work with with the games that they've been uh putting out so yeah they pretty I, much don't miss like across their release list they pretty much don't miss so i'm okay with it no yeah i'm not much of a, of a souls like player i've never played uh dark souls demon souls neo um <laughs> any games like that but you, you you brand it Final Fantasy. You give me some uh, lore uh, about from the original Final Fantasy game, and I am in. 
100%. That's, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, I'm going into it like, is this my style? No. Am I going to play it because you have branded it with a thing that is my style? Absolutely, <laughs> I am. So, it, it, they it, know their audience. I have yeah. Itadaki Street installed right now. Like, why? Because Final Fantasy's in it. Yeah. I will absolutely admit, if something has a Final Fantasy name on it, I will at least try it out. Yeah, I mean, well, they're doing a, uh, a Battle Royale with that uh, um, uh, the first Soldier uh, mobile game. Yeah, so, it's like, yeah. I don't even like some of these genres, but I'll try it out. And then I find it's like, you know what? I like this genre more than I thought. Now, yep. we just need a Final Fantasy-themed uh, Fall Guys, and then we're, we're set. <laughs> And I've broken. Can ties. I have like I an SD Cecil that falls off of water park attractions? Because yes, I want that. that would be, now. Would that not be amazing? <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> stupid or brilliant that. or both. Why not both? Yeah, I think what both. both? <laughs> All right. So... Minwoo is the judge of 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 everything. Minwoo okay, can just I'm be going. the judge. <laughs> Minwoo needs more love. <laughs> Uh, Minwoo guys... does not get enough love. White mage, male, not sensitive type. Like goes dead. around shirtless. I would love to hear also what uh, some of our oh, listeners of color. have for ideas. Uh, you know, for something that they would like to see a Final Fantasy uh, game in a different genre. You should send uh, send your uh, your ideas to us. Podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. You can tweet at us at phxdn radio on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to see, hear what some of your guys' thoughts would be on something like that. It'd be really fun. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and we'll find out more about that in about a week and a half, two weeks when, uh, um, E3 is going on. So hopefully during that episode, we'll have some, uh, more to report on. There's supposed to be a lot of Final Fantasy talk, uh, from Square Enix, uh, during that show. So let's uh, talk a little bit about that uh, Final Fantasy XIV news. We did get a patch this week. Patch 5.55 is now live. Let's go ahead and link up the um, patch notes so everybody can go through that. It's, it's a standard. This is like the pseudo final patch. Yeah. Well, story-wise, I mean, they... this is the final patch. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they had a credit roll and everything. Oh, yeah. And I would have watched the entire damn thing, too, if I didn't have to get somewhere, but, uh... I did watch the entire damn thing. Ooh, I'm serious. I, I also... Down and watch the whole damn thing. <laughs> I also tend to stay in the movie theater until the lights come up. I do if it's a Marvel movie. Because there's reasons uh, I for just that. Do, I just do for everything. They work so hard, they need some recognition. Do you also stand up and clap at the end of every movie? Uh, only, like, the really good ones. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, it's about social norms. That's not anyway. the norm, though. But you want to make it the norm. I understand. Anyway, so we got the second part of the Death Unto Dawn storyline uh, and, and the completion of these uh, Shadowbringers story, at least at this point. It's not the completion of this mm -hmm. storyline that comes in 6.0. Yeah, but there was a prophetic statement. There was a big closing shot there was the credit roll and then a little bit more because we need to actually finish the quest uh mm -hmm. what did you think of the uh the battles there 
oh my god, that set piece was amazing. I was not expecting it to run as long as it did until partway in when I realized, oh, this is what we're doing. They're take we're going to get this from all the different angles. Yeah, uh, it's basically like playing uh, uh, 4D chess and uh, playing as a bunch of other characters. I know that's a Rory's favorite thing to do. Yeah, several role-playing segments. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, we've role-played as every member of the Scions who was a member when they started actually having role-playing segments. Okay. Yeah, I, I you might be right on that. Because, let's see, we, yeah, we, we've... In, in this one, we had... Uh, we, we were at Alice, and then we mm -hmm. were uh, Graha for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then Ariange. Ariange. Um, prior, we were, we've, we've been Thancred, Ishtola, and... Um, I, yeah. They didn't do any of this while Papalima was around, did they? Nope. The first one was Alphano uh, after he took off into the uh, Garlean territory. Okay, yep. So yeah, we've and then uh, yeah. If anyone's it, curious why I'm not chiming in, I haven't played any of this yet, so I have no yeah. idea what they're talking there, about. There's there are some battle set pieces. It is a large scale battle that involves dividing up into several groups. There was one point where it like cut back to the uh, to the Warrior of Lights group, and I was like, "Am I going to be role playing as me?" Because I was like, I would absolutely believe that they'd have me be one of the other people, and then the Warrior of Light just does Warrior of Light things. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we play as ourselves. Oh God, just like I'm gonna grab this ethereal axe out of the sky. You like, like just I, everybody else in the Scions that's just trying to keep up with whatever the hell we do. I mean, I still giggle at that one where I think we were playing Hien in it, uh, where there was the Warrior of Light's timely arrival gauge. Ah, good times. Uh, yeah, we are definitely Jesus Coon and friends. Hey, what's up, Master Shake? But, like, I would absolutely believe that they'd be like, okay, you, but no, I think that would also take it away a bit from being us and our experience. So thinking about it, they probably wouldn't, but I would not have put it past them to try it. And it, it, it builds up the storyline, so now we do have, it's like, okay, we really need to figure out what's going on here, and they really played up the moon at the end. <laughs> I like how it went from a nice bright white moon to a very ominous orange yellow reddish moon at the end. Yeah, like there's some stuff that once we start talking spoilers a mm. little bit later on, I will definitely be kind of curious about what they're going on about. Yeah. Those of you who know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. Otherwise, we'll probably discuss this on the next episode. Oh yeah, like it, it's known that stuff will involve the moon. They've been hinting at it, and so they kind of just like drop some stuff in there, nudging that this is good. But again, like it's going to be a while before we get any specifics. Yeah, at least uh, till November. I mean, I'd be surprised if we don't give get some amount of like trailer or other hinting stuff beforehand. I mean, they've sh they, they've shown us the moon already, as far as what's some of the set pieces there. But what we're gonna be doing there, we don't know. Breathing in space. All right. They also completed. I mean, oh, go we're ahead. RPG heroes. It's plot we're, armor. Come we're on. We're JRPG heroes. Of course, we can breathe in space. Yeah, exactly. All right. We'll we, also, we also got the completion of the Yorha Dark, Dark Apocalypse story. 
That was weird. Did you finish that one, Sarah? I haven't yet. I'm a couple weeks behind. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, it closes. You have to get through a number of the uh, little uh, weekly quests with the, uh, the guys at... Um, uh, Amra. Komra, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah, it's Komra. Because Tomra is the uh, is the one on the west side, Komra is the one on the east. Each of them knows that the other ones are like beardless sons of gods or something. But uh so they they get through that and uh it ends very oddly. But uh Which I feel is much more in the whole spirit of a Yoko Taro game. Yeah, it's it's very it's like Yes, you had all your fun combat, and now for some ruminations on the nature of life or bonds or something like that. Yeah, actually, there's a bit of that in there, so. Yeah, like this feels more like it, just from what little I know and from what's been described, that feels more like an appropriate ending for a Yoko Taro piece than anything else. Which is why it makes no sense to me. <laughs> Challenge those perceptions. Is it confusing? Yes. Is it over? Yes. Yoko Taro. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then uh, we got some additional Blades of Gunhilder content. Um, we get our new zone, Zadnor, which uh, you must be rank 15 to be able to access. Um, it also adds in a new step to the resistance weapons. So we should be able to complete those now. They're going to be slightly better than the, uh, the savage weapons you would get out of the uh, savage raid. Extremely cool looking. A friend showed me uh, her finished one. I'm still working on mine. We're going to get, we'll get there. We'll get there. I also appreciate that the glamoured version, uh, the glamoured dresser uh, versions you can buy, there is both a version with the glow and version without the glow. Because it is a very over the top glow. And it's like, you know what? This is also a cool model and you might just want it on its own. That's fair. I, it's nice that they've uh, gone back and allowed us to buy the glamour versions of, of each of the steps of our relics. Yeah. Remember when we had to rebuild a weapon? And that go through dumb. all the steps? That never made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I that's like, don't think I it was... just want to glamour it. When was it that they added uh, Drake making those replicas? Oh. I think that might have been around like the Zeta step. I, I Like they started adding I that. I thought step. it actually didn't start until Heaven's Word. I could be I mean, wrong, those were, but... Those were reasonably close in terms of the patch cycle. I just know that uh, for the original uh, Zodiac Zeta weapons, the replicas were not available until you had finished the entire chain for a weapon. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember, and then honestly. It was, then it was Heaven's Word where it started being, a, okay, you can get stuff like the previous step made into a thing. Yeah, and I think now it's you can get the current step made into a thing because of the recognition that you'll want to put it in a glamour dresser, or maybe it is still. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it actually was once the uh, uh, the Zodiac Brave weapons were released is when they released the initial relic weapons as uh, purchasable. Yeah. So if we're wrong, yeah. let us know. Go ahead and correct us. Podcast at phoenixradio.com. You know, if we get something wrong, let us know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I in the comments to correct everything we say or the comments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like the, the glows on some of those earlier Zodiac Zetas are actually like, no, this is like not over the top and kind of cool. And I love for the Paladin one. I always liked the look of the Holy shield, just like that basic kind of kite shield shape has always been one. I really liked. It was nice. I, and I, I think of all the different weapons that I've uh, been able to finish as far as relic for Bard, the Yoichi bow 
was always one of my favorites. Same, same. That just, was cool. Just art. a classic bow, and but it it looked nice. I've always felt weird about having a freaking harp on my bow. Yeah, I didn't like those beginning ones for Heaven's Word, but uh, the, the more recent ones have been a little better. Yeah, I I did like the Eurekan weapons; those were nice too. But I think it, it's the Yoichi bow is still my favorite. But all right, moving on. They also uh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask, did you guys actually uh, get a chance? Have you jumped into Zadnar? Are you guys rank fifteen yet? I am rank fifteen. I was capped on metal uh, uh, just before the patch released. Uh, I've been wanting to, but I just keep being like, I need sufficient time and energy to devote to it. Maybe Fair. tomorrow. I will say, uh, at least from what I've seen so far, is the uh, leveling up is pretty fast on the first few levels. I'm already 17. Yeah. And like, I was only I was in there for like an folks, hour and a half. I was seeing some folks reporting like very high metal gains. Mm -hmm. At least a uh, hundred some thousand per, uh, per CE. So... Yeah, it's good stuff. Man. And the the Castrum Lacus Latour uh, equivalent of the Dalriada apparently also has very good gains. And, and, and I at least haven't heard as gains. many. I haven't heard as many people complaining about it as complained about Castrum Lacus Latour. I don't know if that's because it's easier, if because people have a little more an idea of what to expect or what the deal is. Yeah, I will say I ran Delabrum Reginate earlier today as well, and I got like. 500,000. So yeah. Yeah, that that also gives uh uh the, it also gives stuff based on uh your level I want to say. Which is nice cuz I ran it as a level 17 and it, yeah, it, it was very nice. So if you want to get that uh, those quick uh rank ups, I mean, just keep running the content. They are making it easier to continue on. Um And then you can do your merit points. Oh yeah, that's right. That is a thing at 25, isn't it? Yep. So let, let's let's and go for those bird farms. <laughs> Just don't eat food because they're going to steal it. They added, they added. Hey, 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 hey. Should I start ranting about decorative weapons? Do we want to go that far back? They added e new chapters to New Game Plus. You know. That's what I think about that. Oh, gosh. So as you. And a lot of it's actually current. So as you're finishing up content, they add a new chapter to New Game Plus for you. So. You want to re-go through some of the storyline, like they, they've added the entire uh, Yorha to the new game plus now. Yeah. Um, well, especially like, I, let's say you you have to go to work, you need to finish a cutscene, you got to put your kids to bed or whatever. You can now go back and play through it again, which is so much different than watching a replay of it. Yep. Or having to go like on you to get uh, to replay YouTube. it again. So the fact that we are, <laughs> yeah, but now we're only a step behind. So, like, we get to redo it, like, the next day, as opposed to, well, sometime in 2023, I'll know what happened in that cutscene, hope it wasn't important. Which, there's a lot of stuff in Heaven's Word that I straight up did not remember. So, going Even? through that in New Game Plus was a unique experience, because I basically got to see the story again. Yeah. But for Even the first you... time, but also not having the risk of, I'm level 58, I hope I don't die, be fine. <laughs> Even if it's something you have done, just like being able to refresh the memories on it. Uh, like, I know there's stuff where I can get access to text dumps of what's in there, but it's just not the same. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more fun <laughs> and a lot more immersive if you're actually experiencing it again. Mm, good stuff. I got to fight the Warriors of Darkness again. 
Do you have any idea how cool that is to do knowing during you know? Shadowbringers? Yeah, knowing what you know now? It's so insane what you know now and going to see that preliminary, which honestly, <laughs> was Shadowbringers written back then? No, of course not. Did they have no, ideas? They didn't even know they were going to be doing that. To the wall? Probably. Right, well, like, the, we had no clue. Yeah, at the time, they, didn't, now, they did not actually know. So, but now we get to go back, we get to see stuff, and you go, oh, you wrote this first. And then two and a half years later, you went, crap. That one throwaway line of dialogue is now incredibly important. Let's see if we can turn that into an entire patch. <laughs> and then they did, like, twice. <laughs> it's been super, super cool. Like yeah, New Game Plus, definitely good addition to the game. And getting to play it through as a different class, because playing everything as a tank, you're just like, and then I show up with an axe like Ardbert and kill everything, and I'm probably not going to die because I have defensive cooldowns. Or you go in as a bard, and you'd be like, I have a bow. I probably shouldn't get hit here. You, I have a you're book. Please don't doing look at all me. those engagements differently, and you think differently. Black. Or you could be, I'm a dragoon. I'm going to tank the floor. Excuse me while I tank the sky <laughs> floor. One of my FFRPG players is a dragoon and doesn't know what a dragoon is. She wanted to be a hit with heavy thing, giant ass fighter, and her first skill that she picked was jump. Well, <laughs> I let her do it because it's really, really funny. <laughs> I feel like there's nothing I can add to that. It's so good. She, um, do you remember Kyrios from Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah. Uh, the dream sequence guy with the two kunai? Those are her weapons. So she is a dragoon with dagger hands. So she's Kyrios and Ward mashed into a single entity. Yes. Nice. But she doesn't have to pick up she's a giant a uh, anchor. No, she's just a princess. It's been a unique experience to see non-Final Fantasy players experience Final Fantasy for the first time. There's been a request in the chat for you to tell us about some of the other players in your group. <laughs> Should we make that after well, our show content? Well, there's this one really obnoxious archer... <laughs> super obnoxious archer that wants to be an alchemist and keeps trying to poison everybody. Are you subtweeting? I feel like you're subtweeting. <sighs> Pyrocats is one of my players, in case no one has figured that out no by now. No way. We, we should we, tell us more about it in the, in the, in the post-show. That'd be actually a really interesting talk. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roast her in the post-show for sure. Awesome. Excellent. Um, continuing on, uh, the most important addition in patch 5.55, which we alluded to earlier... The electric guitar. <laughs> we have abandoned all pretensions of a quasi-pre-industrial setting. It's it's an it's an it's an ethereal electrical guitar. How would that be better? <laughs> uh, Sarah, it's Magitech. Sarah, it's magic. Do you remember when none of our clothes were the same color and we had an axe and we had to wear five pieces of gear that was level five or higher? In order to, to continue 13 on. levels later, we killed Ifrit because we were bored. Just to give you an idea of scale, nothing I mean, matters. We can do whatever I mean, we want. I came in as legacy, so I had well-matched gear for that entire thing. Thank you. 
development here thank you I knew what was important, yeah, even really, back then. Really disrespectful, like, more than I meant it to. I'm sorry, dude. No, it was fine. But, like, I knew what was important, even back then. Well, that's why I rocked my uh, uh, full strikers for as long as humanly possible, before uh, Glamour's real mm -hmm. thing. Uh, a friend of the song, podcast, man. Mama Dragon 89 uh, got her hair done recently. And she doesn't play 14 anymore, but she got blue and purple highlights and had her hair darkened. So I put in the uh, threw a discord link up in the chat, but I put in the pictures channel, a picture of her hair and a picture of the guitar and her hair just looks like the body <laughs> of the guitar. It's pretty great. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, uh, we have an electric guitar now because of all the things that we needed in this game. Well, because not everybody We've can afford a $3,500 I mean, guitar, so. I mean, they added it as a housing item, too, and it's just 3,000 MGP. Oh, it's like, in the gold saucer, okay. Yeah. Well, I know what like, I'm doing after the show. A lot of people uh, worry. It's like, oh, this is going to be something really hard to craft. And it's like, no, barely accessible. It makes you mad. I was actually just at the gold saucer. Oh, we're no. Going, we're going back. Are we going to, when we're back in game, when we're back in game in like two weeks or six weeks or whatever, are we going to be uh, surrounded by guitars? Yes. I'd like to be. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the set I, you is going to change. About not having anything to spend MGP on. The set is going to be entirely guitars. <laughs> gonna is this just one of the like, upstairs rooms in the house? Just guitars. Going to make a, a throne of guitars. Yeah, throne of iron, only with like guitar necks. Guitars. Yes, exactly. So if you're good at placing housing items, uh, email us a podcast at Phoenix Down Radio because we need to make a throne of guitars. Oh, God. I am buying five guitars. I just bought five guitars. <laughs> We're going to need more guitars. And well, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's right. a start. It's a start. I got to have some guitars for my other house, too. So anyway. Now, now that I, I was going to ask you guys where that was at, now that you told me, thank you. I appreciate that. Go to the uh, Gold Saucer and you can spend 5,000 MGP, and you too can have a guitar on your wall. Well, or 10. Okay. 5,000, yes. I, I thought 3,000, but 3, I might 000, have just yes, missed You're right, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry, it was 3,000. I had the number 5 in my head. Probably because you bought 5 of them. Because I bought 5 of them, yes. Yes, it, it is... Uh, going back to it, where are you again? 3,000, correct. Spent 15,000 of my 9.6 million MGP. Is this where I go, because I don't actually want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to. Yeah. All right, so now I know where that's at. And then, of course, as any 0.55 patch has, there are a ton of quality of life additions. So go through the notes, read through them. There are a lot of new housing items. There's a lot of uh, new... Um, uh, stuff for uh, that you can craft, that you can buy, that you can find. That all the mount, usual fun stuff. That mount for the uh, um, having all the MG, uh, um, all the triple triad cards is actually kind of cute. It's like someone showed me, like they had a picture of like a piece of uh, toast with jam on it. Plus a picture of a Lollafell, and then that screenshot. It's like, I can't unsee it. I was mostly seeing it even before. It looks like a giant piece of toast with jam on. It's Which, I mean, it's still yes, great. It does. Yeah, it's meant to be a triple triad card. And I can't believe somebody on Hyperion actually has one. I'm only like 20 cards away. 
I'm most of which more. I just need to do EXs for. Hmm. I am very thankful Are that they do not require the unsynced. Well, I do need to get a bunch of uh, blue mage spells, so possibly. Like, I am very grateful that they did not uh, require the tournament only cards. I was worried about that. Yeah, but I that, guess that, that would be tough in to include platinum pack cards. I guess that would have incentivized people doing bad things at the tournaments even more. So very glad they did it. Yeah. All right. So that's base the basics of patch 5.55. Um, we're going to be getting a few more quality of life things added in the uh, couple of additional patches moving forward. But uh, the storylines are done. So enjoy those. Um, with patch 5.55, they also brought the PlayStation 5 client out of beta and is now uh, the full client. And, of course, it has some major bugs already. If you guys have signed into the Chuck. game, you've seen the message directly from uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, we have discovered an issue affecting the PlayStation 5 version, whereby logging out while in certain areas and attempting to log in with the same character will result in the player being stuck on the loading screen, preventing access to the game. Uh, known areas to be affected, Ralgar's Reach, Puppet's Bunker, Practical Continuum Hard, and St. Motian's Arboretum Hard. Uh, we're currently doing our utmost to resolve the issue, but for the time being, we ask that you refrain from logging out while in the affected areas, and then see the news section for more details. Uh, Yoshida even commented on it, saying, you know, that they, they want to try and get it taken care of, but they're, you know, take their time to make sure that they don't end up, you know, adversely affecting something else. Uh, we'll probably get a patch for it uh, next week. Uh, to, to try and, and uh, take care of it. They're not going to release a, uh, a midweek patch or weekend patch for that. So, just make sure you don't also, log out in the Also, who the hell reach. is logging out in the puppet's bunker? Or, or if you get disconnected. Mm, yeah, I suppose. Okay. Maybe that's what ended up happening and that's how they got there. Because, yeah, who's going to log um, out in, in St. Moshian's Arboretum? Yeah, the other... Yeah, uh, the yeah. other one would be uh, for the puppets bunker. There are some of the quests that send you there in like kind of the uh, non-combat version of it. Yeah, if you if you go in for those uh, yeah, uh, those comrades. But I mean, again, why would you be logging out there unless you're disconnecting? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Do I those have a, have a time limit on those, Sarah? Do you recall? In, in those versions, there is not a time limit. It's just another Ooh, field area. That can and be so tricky. I like. I have actually uh, occasion, not in that specific one, but in similar ones, been like, okay, this is something I want to get to starting tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and go there and just be there ready to go. Okay. But uh, I, I, they did, I know they did mention that if uh, you are in the actual dungeons, um, you can, a lot of times you can try logging back in once the timer has, uh, um, has timed out. For the instance, and that, that should kick you back to uh, where you were in the overworld. But yeah, it's, it's a method. It It'll certainly work. is a thing. They've also said that if you uh, completely shut down that your PlayStation and then sign back, uh, turn it on and sign back in, that may also help. So just turn we... it off and turn it back on. But again. for now, for yeah, now, yeah, better not risk it if you can help it. Exactly. Um. These next bits of news were put in by Talis, so I'm going to let him talk about them. He knows a little bit more about the content, but I have to say that the uh, reaction of the Final Fantasy XIV player base was heartwarming. Yes. Um, 
So a bit of Final Fantasy adjacent news. Uh, publisher uh, Hakusensha announced on uh, Thursday, so it was a couple weeks ago now, uh, that the Berserk manga creator Kentaro Miura passed away on May 6th uh, due to aortic dissection. He was 54 years old. Uh, his family held a private, server, uh, private service. Meanwhile, on Balmung, uh, citizens of Uldas stood in tribute wearing Dark Knight regalia. The line of players wrapped all around all of Ulda, and conversations sparked many to begin reading the manga and leveling Dark Knight in honor of Guts, the protagonist of the manga. PC Gamer released an article with some quotes from Yoshida, including, quote, We took inspiration from the way that Guts stands in those panels in Berserk, and that was the images I showed to my team in reference, or showed to my team to reference when we were thinking about Dark Knights. Even when we were thinking about how to position the composition in each of the cutscenes, there was a lot of times that we referenced Berserk. So for anyone who hasn't seen the or, or read the original, are you going to get the link for me? Already done. Or do I need to grab it? It's Wait, thanks, done. man. <laughs> um, there was... So the bit that I just read is a quote from the PC Gamer article. But for anybody who hasn't read or watched the original Berserk from the 90s, it's very classic fantasy. It's very old school. Look very Lodos War-esque except that it isn't wrapped in magic. It isn't wrapped in dragons and griffins. It is wrapped in horses and tactics and swords and armor. And it is very old school in how it is presented. The manga definitely does things differently than the series does. But when you're looking at developing something that is within the same genre, you want to start referencing pieces from that genre so that you understand what your player base is going to be looking for and what they're going to point at the screen and go, I remember seeing that. Oh my God, this is just like Guts. Uh, Dark Knights use a two-hand greatsword just like he does in the series. So if you have an opportunity to pick up manga from a library or comiXology, definitely do so. Uh, the older series is a little bit more watchable than the newer one. Uh, but if you can get your hands on the three films that came out about 10 years ago, excellent, excellent, excellent viewing. And for Dark Knight players, you're going to see a lot of really familiar scenes watching or reading. So thank you to players on Balmung and elsewhere for honoring Mira with your glamours, with your time and with your conversations. Uh, as we've said many times, Final Fantasy XIV players are kind of a weird mix of MMO players, where we do have the veteran crafters and the PvPers and the storyline people and the stat junkies, and we all play together and we all have a blast. So, thank you for having hearts. Other manga news: uh, Final on, Fantasy on, Lost on, Stranger Volume Six is hold now on. available. For... Hold on, what's up? I just wanted what's to up? actually comment on that. Um... I yeah. did actually see that a lot of the servers were holding uh, um, memorials in Olda. Yeah, even a I, lot of them were using like crystal. The, yeah, using like the campfire minion to make like little memorial flames. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Hyperion had you know the, the streets were full. Um, and I and I yeah. saw images from on the subreddit from all the other servers doing the exact same thing, just lining each side of the street, you know, all the way around. And uh, it was, it was very touching. Like I said, I I'm not familiar with with the with the manga or or the series, but um, you know I I can definitely appreciate you know when somebody you know contributes something to, you know, 
just the uh, the genre in general and other places pick it up. So I mean, it's 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 touching to, to see you know people recognizing that. It's hard to talk about Magical Girls without talking about Sailor Moon. It's very hard to talk about dark fantasy without talking about Berserk. It is kind of in that same tone in a different genre. Um, it's not going to be like Sailor Moon or Gundam within their perspective genres, but as far as dark fantasy is concerned, Berserk does things to its viewers that a lot of media doesn't. It takes you on a journey where you have to make decisions as a viewer of what would I do in this situation? And then if the show does what you do, you go, okay, cool. But then you see the results and you go, was I wrong? Or if it does this, an opposite of the decision you would do and you see the results, you go, but was I right? <laughs> you have no idea. It's very, very good at developing that. Does not surprise me that Yoshi P is a big fan of the series. Uh, speaking of Yoshi P, uh, back to Final Fantasy Lost Stranger. Nice segue. <laughs> uh, the editorial supervisor. We made it back, y'all. Uh, the editorial supervisor for the series is actually Naoki Yoshida himself. Uh, volumes one through five of Final Fantasy Lost Stranger are available on Comixology for like five or six bucks each, or I think it's the membership actually has the first four uh, four available. Um, they're also only like twelve bucks, so they're super super cool. Um, it uses all the classic Final Fantasy fonts. Um, it is unfortunately because the nature of the industry, it is an isekai. I'm sorry. Uh, however, Jesus Kuhn and Friends is not the genre of this isekai. Um, so if you like Final Fantasy and you like manga, Lost Stranger is a very, very good series to pick up. Uh, volume 6 comes out on August 17th. <sighs> and now for some sad news. The Butterfinger promotion <laughs> is going through June 30th. Yeah, I know. It's super sad. They at least increased the number. Uh, it's going through June 30th. And it... They did. So more people. They are don't accept digital receipts from Square card reader accounts of nonprofit organizations as proof of purchase. How odd! And if specific. you want to know <laughs> why I know that, DM me. I am more than happy to explain it. Um. So unfortunately, the most efficient method is going to be texting your friends somewhere in the continental U.S. to buy you a bunch of Butterfingers at a gas station and send you a picture of the receipt. Uh, so, so make sure that specific. you uh, get your chocolate covered. Uh, go ahead and get your chocolate covered Brussels sprout minion as you so desire. Uh, but just make sure to keep the Butterfingers away from Chili and I because both of us enjoy breathing more than we enjoy candy bars. Hashtag no nuts. <laughs> Love you, Chili. I hope you listen to this episode. I'm going to know when you did because you're going to text me and be real mad. I can't wait. Well, maybe somebody should uh, oh. try and get him a uh, a code so he can get uh, get himself a, a new mount. So yeah, that is our Final Fantasy uh, gaming community news that we could think of. Now, this is where we kind of had a, an interesting uh, discussion. It was like, well, 
What do we want to talk about tonight? I know patch 5.55 is going to be a little bit weak on content, so we can't really have a full discussion topic on that. We want to start the next uh, series of uh, music with Final Fantasy IX. I'm like, mm, not really, because we don't want to rush through it. Like, um, Nine's got some damn fine music, and I want to give it its due. Exactly. Um, that be what I was saying. Nine's got bangers. Like, yep. I want to spend time on it. So, I, I was doing some thinking, and I was like, you know what? We never got to talk about Werelit, because we know we waited because Sarah wasn't on that episode. And we wanted to make sure that he was around because, well, one, Sarah knows more about the lore and remembers story better than anybody else here. And two, we know he's got opinions on it. And three, Sarah has unrelatedly spent a good amount of time over the last couple weeks discussing a lot of the things within it, within it and stuff about telling the stories of the oppressed and the oppressors and questions about what counts as a redemption arc and whether we're viewing all of this through a Christianity tinge. I've been talking a lot about this kind of thing. So, with Have that... Have you ever thrown a match and landed it in the gas can on the first try? <laughs> Good I Lord. have so many thoughts. So, it's... And a reading list. It's going to be like a discussion topic and a Lorebrarian's uh, corner all in one. So, um, Sarah, <laughs> I hope you remember a bunch of what happened in this story. Sadly, I don't, but uh, I'm sure I'll remember it as we're discussing it. So, can you please uh, start uh, with your thoughts on the Sorrow of Warlet? Oh, so not even getting just into, so I mean, like, the plot summary is, you can summarize it at a high level pretty easily. Uh, we've got uh, the Shadowhunter uh, Gaius Van Balesar, Gaius Balesar now, because he has abandoned the van and the uh, Garlean rank that that symbolizes, uh, who has, uh, we've become aware of a Garlean uh, weapon project uh, like development type thing that involves these war orphans. Uh, we know that guys has this tendency to like take in war orphans. He's a, we saw this with uh, Livia. We saw this with uh, Fordola. Uh, we saw this with lots of others where there's kind of a, oh, actually with Ritatin as well, where there's kind of a willingness to recognize and nurture talent even in non Garlean uh, peoples. Uh, which is something that sets him apart from a lot of the other attitudes. And so we have uh, the children of this uh, of this town of Werelit, uh, who had been taken in by him, who are now acting as the pilots uh, for this project, which is essentially taking your... Uh, taking, like, your kind of standard giant mecha anime with all of its tropes about everyone being deeply, deeply broken and putting it to the world of Final Fantasy XIV. Also, some... Like, fairly disturbing designs. Let me find that one line. Like, so some fairly disturbing designs. Give me a moment. Let me find one. <laughs> no, we were discussing about it. It's like, why does, like, why do these things have teeth? What is it with Garlemald and giving robots teeth? To protect the tongue. Cool, cool. I have a second question. Basically. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, for anybody that I, hasn't played through these weapon quests, they're 
dark, dude. Very, yeah, very there's dark. There's a non-trivial amount of body horror. Uh, one of the things that keeps happening is there's these oversoul systems, which are kind of like, okay, yes, technically we have a pilot, but we'd love it if this AI can kind of uh, take over. This AI that's like implanted with all the battle techniques of these famous uh, Garlay and Legatuses and other notable figures. And so, you know what? It'll be this thing where it kind of like floods it into their head and then they fuse with the core. So like the pilot kind of exists to act as a mediator for this AI system. Which is why we don't get to see the bodies of any of the pilots. Yeah. It is. Uh, the... Yeah. <sighs> and so we have guys. There's some like... Evangelion shit going on, by the way. Yeah. A little bit. Plus. Plus, then we have the Legatus of uh, Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Of, uh, like, kind of almost, like, character level of a lot of those Garlean attitudes about lesser races, about these various things they could do to them, uh, forcing children to torture each other. It's, like, he is made to be absolutely as unlikable as possible. And I know one of the things that came up out, out of this is a lot of people feeling like, Oh, hey, they're trying to, like, redeem Gaius or make him into a good guy or things like that by putting him against this person who is just, like, that much more irredeemable. Which I don't think is necessarily a fair take on the subject, but I can see where people would come to that. Uh, I was just talking about this with uh, Spender because we were talking about, like, it's kind of... Because for a lot of it, we only get to talk with the, the pilots briefly, the kids, we only get to see these kids who are being abused, who are being tortured, who are being fridged, for those who know that term. Uh, come, it comes from a comic book thing where uh, a superhero's girlfriend was murdered, cut up, and stuffed in the fridge. And so fridged is used to refer to, hey, we're going to brutally kill this other person as a way for this main character to have feelings and react to it and highlight them. Often treating like the people around this person as disposable. Happens a lot to women, which is uh, one of the reasons I care a lot. Like, oh, hey, well, we've got this character. We'll give him a girlfriend. We'll do something horrible to the girlfriend. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Fun See, fact, can... if you guys are feeling very uncomfortable with this conversation, skip ahead a little bit or we'll see you on the next episode because I mean, this no. is going to get should... a little bit weird. You so should be know. a little uncomfortable. We are getting deep into uh, critical analysis here. There's some fascinating stuff here. But so there is some concern that like the kids, while we are seeing you do get flashbacks into their experiences, into their decisions to become Garland soldiers, uh, which honestly has some echoes of what Fordola was doing of like, hey, we what we ultimately want is freedom for our land. And the only way to get that is to kind of prove ourselves and be this really good thing. And in their case, with an with a, also an amount of once this project becomes a thing, we can use it to also gain freedom for our home. So there's a lot going on there, and some people found it kind of problematic that it seems like it uh, focuses a bit on Gaius's reactions. Uh, so I was talking with Spender about this, and he had some really good words that I wanted to share. Uh, and one, uh, one of the things that he found uh, less compelling about that argument was that we have literally all of Stormblood, where... We have been showed that most Garleans are assholes again and again from the perspective of the people they're oppressing. Like, if this was real life, 
then yeah, it's reasonable to say we do want to tell the story of every single person being oppressed because, quite honestly, they deserve, if nothing else, they deserve to have their lives be witnessed. Just for the, like, hey, you are a person, you are a human, you deserve to have your story told and be listened to. And if this was a thing where it was real people, then that would be a more compelling argument. But since this is a work of fiction, and Stormblood already spent a lot of time mining that territory, it's not necessarily unreasonable, and it might actually be the job of a fictional work, to kind of start exploring that experience from other directions. Maybe look a little bit of like what that does look like from the perspective of the oppressor, or from a person who is like in the oppressor group, even if they personally aren't doing it as much. Even if they're one of the quote-unquote good guys. Uh, I don't think they're trying to portray Gaius as a good guy at this point. Uh, because also, redemption is kind of this really shallow view of what's going on with Gaius. It's kind of this really sort of Christian mentality of black and white sinner or forgiveness situation. Uh, but like, this is more, this is someone who has fucked up hardcore, who has committed crimes that he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life. But as long as he's still here, he's going to attempt to do something useful and still submit to the judgment of others. He's traveling with those people who have made it clear that if he ever steps out of line, they will kill him. And he is willingly submitting to that. Like, he's not saying, it's not a, oh, I'm redeemed. It's a, oh, like, I will never, like, redemption is maybe not something that's possible, but I'm still here and I've got to do something. So given that, and given that things are kind of inherently unfair and I'm still alive, what do I do with my life? At least he's uh, uh, in the, attempting to try and do something good with it. Yeah. And like, there's also this theme that's been throughout the entire Shadowbringers expansion, because we see it with Gaius. We saw it with Emmett Selk. We even saw it with Elidibus, which, even though you may need to defeat them to get a, to a just outcome, your enemies are still people. Some of them may be terrible people. Some may be doing terrible things to achieve what they think is a just outcome. And some of them may just be puppets. But they are all people, and you can oppose them utterly and still remember that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, look we then went on to discuss how Fordola is one of our favorite Stormblood characters, so our judgments may be slightly yeah. skewed by that type of thing. Fordola was my favorite part of Stormblood, so I'm down. She has some surprising depth. The entire interplay between her and Yotsuyu and how they act as foils to each other and some stuff with the Warrior of Light is just... Love it. And I liked how they brought her back for 5.5. I am... That was... That might be my favorite part of Shadowbringers, honestly. Yeah, like... Just, oh my god, yes, Fordola's doing shit again. Yes. So, I'll, it doesn't spoil too much in the last set of three quests we got to know that we've had stuff happening with Arenval being injured, uh, with Fordola having been with him. She sneaks him out of the hospital against a medical advice in order to give Arenval and Alphano a chance to have a little last chat. And it's like, that is such a her thing to do. That is 100%. Like, it's, it's not even... Her. It's not even that she's a softie. It's just like a. There's there's something underneath there that she had to pay for that where she's been forced to make impossible choice over and over. Where Xenos put one of those impossible choices on her on whether to fire on her countrymen, 
mostly to see what she would do. Like, she was being toyed with, but there were no good options for her in that. And seeing like, how someone copes with that and what they do, and God, she's such a complex and fascinating character. But so yeah, looking at Gaius uh, for a lot of the same thing there. Oh, yes. Several people in chat reminding me that I should hydrate because I have so many <laughs> thoughts. Yes. Now, in between all of that, we also just have a bunch of really cool mecha fights. Because I think we did get uh, all four of the uh, original Final Fantasy VII weapons out of it, didn't we? Yes. Emerald, Ruby, Diamond. Sapphire was the solo duty. Okay, I think Sapphire was my favorite one just because I got to basically play Xenogears for a couple of minutes, and <laughs> that was pretty cool. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought of Xenogears. I remember oh. that fondly, even though if I try to go back and play it now, I just can't. Oh no, it's 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 unplayably obnoxious. I tried a couple days ago. But like all of this quest of Sorrow of Werelit is laced in the as a writer. I'm seeing a lot of stuff like when we first the first patch came out like a year and a half ago and I was explaining it of every single option for your what do you say in response on the radio. Every single one of them was a launch command from a Gundam series, <laughs> like every single reference. Uh, if you've ever watched Pacific Rim, the HUD is Kamina's glasses from Gurren Logon. Like every single piece of that is all wrapped into Sorrow of Werelet. And so as somebody that's watched this media, I'm coming in and I'm going, that's from Evangelion, that's from Xenogears, that's from Gundam, that's from Old Noah, that's from... But if you Absolutely don't know that, doing. you're seeing just the Final Fantasy side of it. But if you're seeing both, now I have this weird dichotomy of, I got to see a purple-haired kid punch a hole in the moon the last time I saw this dialogue as a subtitle. But now I have to watch a child die. That's a very difficult thing to watch and play through. So they definitely knew exactly how they were writing this. So seeing it culminate over not just one or two patches, not just a side project thing like, oh, here's the 24 man raid. It's kind of attached to the expansion. No, this is a very big part of the expansion because we're dealing with Garlemald, because we're dealing with history, because we're dealing with poor people. They knew exactly how they were writing this, and some of the dialogue definitely hits a lot of notes, depending on where people are coming from. But it also has the, like I said, the benefit of if you've never watched any of that media or read any of it or have any idea what it is, it's still just as impactful. But There's it impacts a reason it is called the way. sorrow of Werelet. Mm -hmm. Like, like you've got these. We call them kids. They are technically young adults. They're like your their usual improbable age of like 19, 20, 21, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But only one of them makes it out alive, and even she is severely broken. That also tracks for manga. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, an animation. Just one person got out. Who else got out with them? No. One. Just one. And. Everybody she, else that was with them didn't make it. There are other people that exist, but no one else made it out but this one person. And the kids themselves are actually talking about throughout the whole thing. Like, they know that they are going to be sacrificing themselves, but they're thinking, like, this is a thing that has to be done in order for Werelet to be free. Yeah, when they but have like to... Make every cutscene with them, 
Sorry, I was going to say they're they're having to make impossible decisions, in, in, you know, to try and uh, save their homeland. It, and they're it, doing it with a smile and with bravado and whatnot. I mean, I, I can't blame them for wanting to, to to try and do what they can to to save their homeland, but uh, the fact that they're basically uh, broken by this whole system, you know, the fact that they are. Oh, for and all intents the, and purposes, they're uh, they're prisoners that are you know given access to these massive robots, and then they're they're trying to take over, take them over, and 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 destroy and the Garlemald Empire with them. Uh, it's not it's, just not just that, because uh, I just put some together listening to this, talking about it, thinking about some stuff. They're doing it this way because they were raised by Gaius. Like, he did do his best, but he also taught his philosophy of, like, how the rightful place of the strong is to rule over and shepherd the weak. And, like, the, like this strength being this thing that is necessary. Like, they're viewing this as a, this is a thing where we have to do this position of strength, where this is what is needed. Like, they kind of took his lessons and put them into this thing of like, okay, this is what is needed. And so Gaius has to watch as this kind of twisted version of his own philosophy, which was always a problematic philosophy, but now it's this more twisted version is destroying these orphans that he had taken in and raised. Yeah, can you stay so say Stockholm Syndrome? It's not even quite Stockholm yeah, it's Syndrome. It's not, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, it, it started out a lot that way, but then they, they realized that, you know, they... Because they were, you know, all in, you know, from from a ve yeah. the very young age, they were very much drinking the Kool Aid that Gaius was was giving them. Um, yeah. It wasn't until after Gaius but were left, were they going to? Were they going to die if they didn't? At that point, the I don't. Is maybe. At that point, I don't think they were they were that much into it. But once Gaius was out of the picture and uh, Varys basically uh ended up taking over this this whole project that's when things changed for them that's when something clicked i mean they're, they're still really you know believing what gaius had taught them when when they were as they were growing up but uh i don't know it, it's there's it is the duty of the strong to rule over the weak and in that you must have and at this point they, go ahead I mean, we, you've all heard that Praetorium speech over and over again. It is made very clear what his philosophy is. Such devastation. Like, that was not my intention. Okay, yes, we also got some great memes out of it. Like, Sorry. I have seen the many, many versions of that that came up during FanFest. You beautiful, beautiful bastards. Such vegetation. Such hydration. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. So... Yeah, there's a lot going on there, and I can absolutely understand why some people would be like, oh my god, this is too much, just let me have the giant mecha battles, where apparently we now have those cluster-curving missiles That's beyond now that one. in our pre-industrial society. I, I know we've got Sid, but come on, even then, large-scale manufacturing of that sort of... Ugh. Thank you, Shake. Such hydration. <laughs> <laughs> perfect um i just there's been it was an interesting set of because like every every expansion every few patches like we have the we're fighting primals okay but we have to fight something different so it was you know we're gonna fight the warring triad or whatever it was like we have to fight something different and unique that kind of pulls us out of the msq 
but puts us in it with adjacent to it. So if you don't end up playing those quests, you don't miss anything. But if you do, you get this unique play experience outside of the main story that adds depth to the world that you're playing in. Mm -hmm. This is one that does that all the way back into Realm Reborn territory. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we have a lot of Praetorium memes and whatnot. But listen to that dialogue and then remember that time has passed since then. And then play the Sorrow of Werelet quests. And then realize that his dialogue is, he's coming from the same position. He's the same human being. But there's different experience in his head back then versus now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fun, still a fun, fun thing to play through. But yeah. also very dark. Yeah, just like seeing, okay, there are these echoes of the person I was things I did, the stuff I believed, that's still happening now and bringing forward, and now embroiling all this other stuff that I care about. Alright, so you both played this through to completion, correct? Yes. Yep. Do you remember the scene where Diamond has uh, Varus in his uh, claw? Yeah. And, and, then, and then we hear the, the, the really I was expecting them place. to full, compl- completely replicate the Evangelion scene they were referencing there. But the sound we get out of that was very out of place. I was actually reading. I I, I happened to catch this on 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 the subreddit today. They were t- talking about how weird that sound, you know, was in place of what it was trying to replicate. But I think they did that on purpose, because if they had actually gone with you know a more realistic sound in that aspect, there may have been some ratings issues. Oh yes, yeah, huh. So what they it sounds like they it more we like use a, a herbs for benefits. Yeah. It it sounds like instead instead of the 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 sound they got it sounded like they popped open a like a soda or something like that and then poured it out versus you know yep. the snap and and then then the the squish which we were kind of expecting out of it but I mean quite frankly I do not have enough reference material to know what that would sound like. I hope to keep this that way. No, there are a lot True. of uh, very dark animes that are very good at uh, uh, at foley work that make you know very what realistic. What do you do for the search? Well, I don't know, but well. Do you want the answers or no? <laughs> no, no, because they're not as weird as you think they are, but they are weird. Okay, maybe later on. Like. There is part of me that's darkly interested in this. But I, I think in order to maintain or keep from having any issues, they, they, they made it a little bit more light sounding. But Also, uh, it might be something where they I don't they want had you to, to take, take it, you out of it. True. But there's, okay, you mentioned ratings, and one of the things I had to deal with working in game development was where does this put us, especially for things like for what I was doing was gambling. And so we had to go, okay, well, where does this rating put us? And again, the EU versus US version, whether you put money in before or you put money in after, gave us completely different ratings in certain countries. Hmm. And in certain, the PEGI system versus the ESRB system are very, very specific on how they do that. So when you have a game where we use alcohol, where we eat herbs to our benefit, where we eat food to our benefit, where we create, where we destroy, where we remove power from a person, where a person can be a beast or animal or monster. Now you're going to add 
yeah, you're definitely dancing on a ratings line really, really hard okay. on that one. I will say, though, this has been probably one of my favorite side quests from any of the expansions with just the amount of depth that they were able to, to draw from. You know, not only the fact that we got to fight with giant fucking robots. I mean, that was amazing. But yeah, the fights themselves were pretty great. Um, the, the design <laughs> of, of the uh, the actual mechs, you know, ba basing them off of Final Fantasy VII weapons, you know, not completely, you know, redoing or, you know, just, you know, making so, them high de res I versions of them, but taking the design and, and, and tweaking it a bit to make it a little like, bit more realistic. So not just that, but a thing that was pointed out about the first three is that, so it is uh, taking that original weapon thing, but a lot of the design motifs look like the helmet of the Legatus that was used as the basis for it. Like the thing of Ruby yes. weapon looks like Nail's helmet. I did notice that on Ruby's. I didn't really pick it up on the other two, but I did notice that they were kind of Yeah, I didn't pick it up on Diamond, with a certain definitely. style. Diamond, they did not do that. But the, okay. the one where I did notice it, it, it more realist, more like that, but the helmet was different, but the, the body was similar. It was actually going all the way back to Praetorium when we're fighting Ultima. Right. Because that upper chest piece looks a lot like Gaius's. The, the helmet's different because he, his, his helmet, they go, the horns was kind of more straight out, whereas on Ultima, they kind of mm -hmm. curl in. So I don't know. Did they? Did they there's, go with there's that? There's certain things where they were. Because I don't know. They're trying to make helmets. They're also trying to make robots. They're also trying to make it realistic. So like, there's only so much they're going to be able to pull off. Yeah. But we all got that like the essence of it, the idea of it comes through regardless of the design choice changes. So the fact that they were able to pull that off across multiple viewpoints is pretty awesome too. And trying to see if I can find someone did like a image comparison thing showing like how each of the ones kind of matched with that. Now, was it Emerald that was Mecca. supposedly based off of um, Emerald was based off of Gaius as well, correct? Yep. So did that did that helmet have the, the more yeah. pointed out? Yeah. Uh, let me just ask the Loremonger server really fast, see if someone can <laughs> grab it for me. And I'm tr I'm tr then I'm trying to remember then if uh, uh, Sapphire had the more round part of the top like uh, 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 Regula did. Because that's who that one was based off of. Mm. I, don't, I don't recall it. I just remember running around in, in the single player battle, you know, trying to avoid all of those AoEs and, and just, just playing the, the whole Gundam thing. Like, <laughs> that was so much. I, I hope they bring some of that back allow us to, to kind of do stuff every like that once again in a while, every once in a while they add something weird right we get the button button revolution we get the dress up game we get the haunted mansion every halloween like we get the robot fight we get the solo fight we get to play as another character and do something that wouldn't be possible as a warrior of light it wouldn't make sense narratively every time they do it the first time we go that was a little weird but it's okay and then like two, three years later, we're like, oh yeah, we're doing this cool thing again. It's always awesome when they include this. Like, they show that they are paying attention to our feedback. There's some stuff that you see once, and you'd be like, yeah, that's dumb. 
And then you see some stuff that shows up yearly or patch or every other patch or every expansion that's like, no, these are things that we love. Please keep these up. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I granted, hope we see more robots. I hope we see more big, epic fights. Granted, yes, we can go back to New Game Plus and play these fights again. But like I said, I would like to see them brought into another instance where, where it would fit within the storyline to, to do so. Life of life, please. Just give us a slice of life anime for a bit. Any luck finding okay, what you're not. looking for? I swear to God, if my warrior of light runs across the screen wearing a school uniform and kiss kiss fall in love starts playing, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will then play this game every day for the next like month solid, but I will lose my shit the first time it happens. Beautiful. Well, well, we we almost had that with the Scholastic hit quests. Oh, oh except, God, I forgot about those. <laughs> wasn't quite like that, but... Uh, except that it became about, like, all of the various terrible things. Forgot about the Scholastic hit quests. Pyrocats, <laughs> uh, yeah. you're terrible. Tamaki. You're terrible, Pyro Cats. We love you, but you're terrible. Uh, I'm going to see myself out with this comment right there. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm Honey Senpai. <laughs> I, I feel like the Warrior of Light's going to be Haruhi, because like, everyone loves the Warrior of Light, and like, it's like jockeying for their affections. You're not wrong. BRB buying some instant coffee. I, I just want to play as um oh god why can I not remember his name now? The one with the the the, the ESP guy with, with the pink hair and he has to wear these little things to dampen his power. Psychic? Psyche K yes. I just want to play as Psyche yep. K and, and just go eat my coffee jelly in peace. I have coffee jelly. I have no good. idea what you're talking about, and I'm not sure I want to know. Oh no, you need to see this. We one. have stumped the librarian. Keep it up. No. <laughs> I don't know everything. Yet. Uh, are Anyways, you, are you, I have pink people. I'm I will let you, you know. Sir. I... We'll have we'll come back to that. Um closing thoughts on on, on the Sorrow of Whirlet. More robots. Um, I know it's really simple, but like Yeah. More uh, robots, more amazing writing. That would just, every part of it was fun. I really appreciate, like, a lot of the depth of stuff. I know that there is concern about, hey, are you bringing back these characters uh, just to, like, kind of fit and see, like, oh, everyone loves Gaius, and he's so sexy, let's give him a redemption and all that. And I don't think it's about that. But, I know that it's also really hard to escape from a lot of the context that uh, we have for our things. I really do feel like it is more of a, hey, here's this person who can explore this stuff. of like, Because again, like, there's not really redemption available for him. I mean, like, Fordola herself is still going to be a prisoner of the Alliance. Even though she's moving into this thing where, like, she's being more helpful, they still know what she did. And, like, there's no really undoing that. But then there's a 
Like, as a society, you don't just want to be killing every single person that, like, commits some crime against the state or against society or whatnot. Like, that's just unfeasible for all sorts of reasons. So, what do you do with these people? What yeah. do they do with their life? These are... This is a hard... This is a hard question. And, and they're bringing it up in a lot of different storylines. I mean, this was literally just brought up within the uh, uh, the, the uh, guns of uh, the, the Blades of Gun Hilder. Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, what's her face that that ended up going over and, and, and stealing the, the save the queen. Yep. You know, they, they yeah. literally were just talking about legitimately that, you know, because pe- people in I, I'm slightly spoilery. Sorry. Um, in, in the new zone, one of the things that they actually talk about specifically was a lot of the, uh, the, uh, other, uh, people that are fighting want her to pay with her life instead of actually yeah. going back to, uh, to stand trial. You saw that in the field notes as well. Uh, even before that, when it was just Delubrum Regine, there was like some of the field notes of the, uh, inter like the interview with her as a prisoner. And scene was talked about, and then, uh, like, she did this thing, like, she took these other blades and enthralled them, and then put them into this twisted form, where she technically didn't kill them, but she effectively did. It's like, this is stuff that there is no coming back from. But again, like, at what, po- at what point is it appropriate for the state to take a life? Like, if you give me a chance, then we're going to go into a couple hours of legal philosophy, and I know we didn't want to run too long this week. And on that <laughs> note, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode, guys. Yeah! <laughs> as much as we'd that's like to have a, a three-hour uh, 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 you know, discussion on, on, on the state versus, you know, blah, 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 Dude, blah. philosophy of law is one of those other topics that people don't usually expect oh, me to delve into. Look forward to a new uh, podcast out. series uh, on the Phoenix Sound <laughs> Radio uh, network. Uh, Sarah <laughs> dives into uh, law philosophy. <laughs> I mean, just philosophy in general. There's a lot of it. Oh, God, I have turned into my dad. You did. Sorry, yeah. I wasn't going to say it. Also, if you show up shirtless making peeps in a chili pot, I'm going to lose. Hey, hey, hey. And I he might had have moved to drive on to the... smack you in the head. He had moved on to the <laughs> wine. Sure wine. wine. Yes, yes. But, oh, man, I should get one of those. But seriously, that will do it for this episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever your preferred podcatcher is, and if possible, leave us a rating or review. Uh, it helps us to know how we're doing, and it helps other people find our podcast. Um, if you really enjoy the show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash Radio, where you're going to get uh, access to a number of subscriber-only emotes, uh, badges, and, and the like. Um, or you can uh, go out to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Radio, like our benevolent overlord, Rory Fenrir. Uh, all proceeds go towards growing the show, cover, you know, things like hosting costs, uh, add-ons for the show, um, tech upgrades, stuff like that, uh, as well as, uh, you know, some supporter-only incentives. You know, I just realized, speaking of supporter incentives, um, but not really, but uh, we last episode we talked about a giveaway. We I, did! I totally forgot about it. 100% space. So did I! <laughs> <laughs> I also if you remember the giveaway email us at podcast Phoenix Town Radio subject line giveaway Um, and we might send you something 
Mm, I said no. might. I want to do I something better than that. I want to do something better than that. What I'm going to end up doing is I will buy a um, a set of the uh, minions and the mount from the Digital Fan Fest. And uh, probably next episode, we will uh, give out what the, uh, the thing is. Uh, because... A little bit of a programming note. Uh, so next, we'll have an episode in two oh, weeks. Yeah. But after that, um, we are not going to have an episode for uh, a month. We, I am going on vacation. So we will have a four-week period where we will not have an episode. But that'll give you guys plenty of time to enter into our contest that we come up with in two weeks. <laughs> Don't let me forget about this, guys, all right? Um, we should probably write this down somewhere. Yeah, we'll probably put in the in the new show notes oh, actually. Oh boy. Um but yeah, I'm going to take a vacation, go up way far north where there's no cell signal, no internet and uh go play on a lake and have some fun, drink some beer and just have a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. Um anyway, uh continuing on where we were at, sorry. Um but any kind of support no, you good. give us, whether it's uh emails, likes, contest entries, Tweets and retweets, uh, follows, subs, or whatever. It's always greatly appreciated because we love hanging out with you guys and interacting with you. If you want to catch up on all of our back uh, log of episodes, you can go to our website, phoenixdownradio.com. If you have questions, suggestions, or you just want to uh, correct us for something we screwed up, you can email us, podcast at phoenixdownradio.com. Or you can hit us up on our Twitter page, at phxdnradio. It's not really a page, but you can you can you can tweet at us and we'll we'll get the message. Landing platform, fine. Yes, a a social media platform. You can hit us up there. Um, and as always, if you're listening to us in the podcast, come join us live at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Star Radio sometime. It's a lot of fun. We love interacting with everybody in the chat. So check it out. Shout outs. Who's got them? Uh, I'll go ahead and this week shout out uh, Camo Fleur, uh, one of the lore mongers who uh, also works as a localizer for... God, I can't remember even which comp... Oh, Xseed, because uh, she worked on the uh, new Story of Seasons game and lately has been doing some really fun Twitch streams where uh, she's been doing a uh, live translation localization of this really cool Otome game about a girl who is attending an all-boys drama school. It is super sweet and relaxing, and she gives really awesome discussion of what's going on in context for all things. And it's just been really, really lovely, and I've been enjoying those streams. Uh, I'll even probably go ahead and throw her Twitch thing in, uh, her uh, stream into the Twitch momentarily. But so shout out to you, Camo. You are a good egg. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at FF14SER. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. Where recently I have been posting some pictures of the kittens that we have been fostering. Yeah, I saw They're that. So cute. Like, I don't think I put up the one where like one of them climbed up and it was like riding on my shoulder, and I got like the perfect picture of it that I might need to start using as a profile picture. Aww. So cute. You should. This is before the cats become assholes. I mean, <laughs> they're already a little bit, so they're like five weeks old. This is the youngest I've ever had, because I know like for adoption, it's usually like eight to nine weeks. And so they're doing things like, I'm getting down to sit down on the floor. And it's like, oh, hey, your lower leg is currently a flat surface. I will jump up and stand on it. 
Yes, you were attempting to move, and if you move further, you could crush me, but whatever. Oh, hey, you're bent over, and your back is currently flat. Time to walk around on that. Yes, and go. No kitty. I mean, th their claws are tiny. That's not a problem at this point. This is more of a, no kitty, they're, I don't want to hurt you. Why are you doing they're this? They're tiny needles. That pierce they're right also into tiny your now. Skin. Do not let them get into the hobby or habit, rather. <laughs> I mean, they have become. Not they are go being well for you. They are being slightly less of that, and they were sleeping all curled up together. There are three of oh, them. Oh, very cute. Oh my god. Yeah, Beamer, Jaguar, and Royce. Which at first I was rolling <laughs> my eyes at the names, but then I was like, you know what? Royce is a good name for a cat. That is so good. Oh my god, cat! Can I rename Aya and Kiki? <laughs> She's gonna say no. Watch the chat. She's gonna say no. All right, Talas. Yeah, there it is. No. Uh, so I'm gonna. Sh <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna shout out W Greeny on TikTok, who has been doing piano covers of SNES uh, RPG games. And I just wanted to uh, say, hey, man, keep up the good work. Love piano covers of like older style MIDI based uh, video game soundtracks. Uh, just one of my favorite things. So thank you for doing really cool stuff there. Uh, shout outs again to Rory Fenrir, who hands us the Glamour Contest uh, results page every week so that we don't have to do the work ourselves. Uh, it makes life significantly easier and gives us all the MGP we want so that we can buy guitars. Because, oh my god, I don't have $3,500 for an actual guitar <laughs> that I don't even know how to play. Uh, um, I would learn just for that. I mean, it's almost worth it, but I've tried. I'm... Uh... Base. Base and ukulele. Um, shout out to Pyrocats, as well as my other two FFRPG players who tolerate my chaotic nonsense and my overwhelming desire to play through every Final Fantasy game at once but not have the time, so I'm just making them do it instead and enjoying the experience almost as much as they are. Uh, you can find me on TikTok or on Instagram at MarvelousTofu. I post pictures of cars. I post pictures of food. And... Every once in a while, I post memes. They're not as good as the food or the cars. Nah, they might be better than the cars. Anyway, see you guys there. Depends on the memes. Like whether you've Depends gotten the, the car, car fixed up or not. Yeah, I suppose the car too. And again, I want to shout uh, out to uh, Sir and Lady Fireheart and uh, Arkasm for uh, having a good time uh, running Deep Dungeon, Palace of the Dead dragging my ass in there for the first time and uh, trying to A, get that uh, all those uh, time-worn relics and B, actually maybe sit on that bench for once. That'll be kind of fun. Shout out to a food truck that I, that I ran into uh, yesterday, Auntie M's. It is the only gluten-free uh, food truck serving fair food. Like corn dogs and uh, um cheese curds and uh funnel cakes they're all and it's all gluten-free it's delicious how did you do a gluten-free funnel cake well they, there's a number of different gluten-free flours that they can use they found a, a really good mix that actually makes a very tasty and uh, it, it, it it holds up I very just, well i just found their website and tossed it into one of the show channels 
But yeah, they are pretty cool. Um, it was very tasty, and uh, like I said, I have a lot of family who have uh, um, dietary restrictions. Um, uh, biggest one being, you know, gluten intolerance. Um, so it was really cool to be able to try something like that out, and hopefully you'll be able to take them, because I remember we went to the uh, county fair with them. Oh, God, it's probably been about eight years ago already. <clears throat> and that was one thing, that, you know, some of us were able to have the, uh, the the final cakes, but I remember my, my sister was unable to, so it'd be cool to be able to have a final cake with her sometime. It's kind of a, oh my a nice god, when's memory. the last time I had cheese curds? <laughs> so shout out to, to, uh, to them. Um, hey Sarah, do you want to go have these on an Airbnb, my dude? <laughs> you come hang oh, out? Oh hey, you can, just, like, you can just buy their flour. Yeah, but you and I could also go there, buy the flour, acquire cheese curds, and hang out with Klaus. You, you, you know what? You don't even need to be an Airbnb. I have extra bedrooms. Hey, Sarah, you want to go halvesies on renting a car? <laughs> I got a strawberries and cream funnel cake. That's the one I had, and it was pretty, oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> Klaus, you've ruined us. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Uh, former friend of the podcast, Sam May923, uh, was also gluten free. I wish they were around. They would probably be losing their mind right now. It was it was pretty cool. I, I thought that that was amazing. They're going to be doing uh, or hanging out at the brewery more often, which is kind of funny. A, a gluten free food truck hanging out at a brewery, but hey, brewery. Now the chat yeah. is, te is tempting me with poutine. That's good too. Uh, and as always, shout out to my co-hosts, Sarah and Talis. Um, without you guys, you know, this would just be me, uh, chatting about weird shit again. So thank you so much for making this more entertaining than it, than it, than it would be with just me. And if you want to follow me for some reason out on the social media, you can hit me up at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S -S out on Twitter. So, for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono, for Tal is Marvelous, I am Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you on the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of phoenixdownradio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Over to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Choke War theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltyrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarwanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.